Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And every week, I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a naturopath, fitness expert, and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Visibly Fit. I'm your host, Wendy Pett. You know, I got to ask you, how long has it been since you've had a dream or a vision for your life? You know, I think sometimes we get caught up in having kind of a human mindset rather than a champion mindset. But today's guest is going to help walk us through how to dream again. She's kind of known as a dream architect. Doesn't that sound like a really cool title? Yes, dream architect. (laughs) Yes, on today's show, we have Brittany Anderson, and she is the president and shareholder of a top-ranked financial services firm called Sweet Financial Partners. Having more than a decade's worth of experience in her field, she has taken her business building and team engaging insights and has worked with CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners and authors. Brittany is also the co-creator of the Ultimate Advisor Coaching and Ultimate Advisor Mastermind Platforms. Her insights have been featured in national media outlets such as Gosh, Forbes Magazine, Huffington Post, and uh, Private Wealth Magazine. And she has shared her expertise through her contribution to four published books, and she's got one on the way. She's an influential um, speaker and author, and uh, she is really all about showing up each day to be um, more than just a title, to teach people how to be more than just a title, more than a label, and to pursue a life that fulfills their purpose. And so this is a little bit different of a show, but it is so important for us to understand that our health is our true wealth, but our wealth actually ties in with our health um, more times often than not. So welcome to Visibly Fit, Brittany Anderson. How are you? I am wonderful and so excited to be here. Excited to have you. This is kind of a a new shakeup kind of a show for me because, yeah, I've never had someone who is a, um, you know, a wealth advisor on the show, but I thought, man, this is so um, practical, really, because often, and I've spoken this before, but being fiscally and physically fit, they actually tie together. And so I want us just to dive right in to talk about First of all, what is a dream architect and how often are you seeing people show up with a um, human mindset over a champion mindset? Wendy, uh, it's so interesting. And I'm so excited to actually be a little bit of a trailblazer on your show coming from the space that I come from. So I will preface this by saying I like to to joke around within our business and say, I am definitely not the numbers girl. I'm the people girl. 
And, you know, it's, it's so interesting. Last week I was at a conference and I heard from a gentleman, his name is Dr. Jeff Spencer. He has worked on mindset with the top athletes from, you know, all over he's worked with champion Olympus and or Olympians. And and he talks about this human mindset versus the champion mind. And to bring this kind of back where, you know, you talk about being, um, you know, fiscally fit and being healthy. I mean, that's your whole, your whole focus. I think people often get in their own way more than they even realize a characteristic that we see after working with people who have accumulated wealth, who've worked hard, who've, you know, made sure to save beyond their means. There's all of a sudden this focus on making sure that they are living healthy and not just in the reactive way that we've gotten to uh, know in our society, but in a proactive manner where they're saying, okay, I want to make sure that my life is fit all the way across the board. So a lot of times what it can be is this shift in mindset, this shift in focus from feeling like you're maybe victim to your circumstances or feeling like, oh, I can never do that. Uh, they're they're special over there. They have some sort of capability that I don't. Whereas they're saying, how do I create opportunity for me? You know, how do I kind of capitalize on the life that I do have, and how can I make true progress towards my own biggest hopes, my own biggest dreams, my greater purpose? You know, all while living in this kind of fit life. So it's interesting at how much our worlds actually mesh and come together. Uh, you know, especially when you're looking at somebody who kind of appears to have it figured out. Uh, they have that focus on their health and on their wealth. Yeah, that's so good, Brittany. One uh, area or compartment of your life spills over into the next. And I've said that time and time again, and it's so true. And a lot of times people just don't realize that they really compartmentalize their wealth, they compartmentalize their health and think that uh, they aren't uh, coinciding at all, but they are. Uh, In fact, you know, it's, it's devastating sometimes when I come across some someone that is is dealing with maybe a, a serious disease or they've been on medications for a long time and they really can't get out of the the fear-based doubt-based kind of human mindset uh and they they don't understand the idea of investing in themselves right and how mm-hmm. this is so important instead they'd rather stay stuck in their story and so let's talk a little bit about that because you are in a place of you are a people girl and um i i really appreciate that about you you care about people you care about um people um living out their their best potential and that's what has made you become a dream architect i want to talk more about that too but yeah. um but let's talk about you know that that human mindset and how that continues to trip people up and what you have um, seen uh, with what you do in that, in that area. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because regardless of the stage of life that people are at, we all tend to have some form of like limiting belief, something that might hinder us from realizing our greatest potential. So I'll give you this example uh, to bring some context to it. So myself, I was raised by a single mom. You know, my mom was a really hard worker. She sacrificed so much of her time, energy, effort to make sure that my brother and I had a great life. And there's this one pivotal moment that I think back to, and that was when I was about eight years old. And I remember I looked in my mom's bedroom and she was sitting on her bed and she had her checkbook laid out. She had bills all over the place. And I remember at that age, 
I knew that she was not certain if she would be able to put a roof over our head, food on the table, keep the electricity on all in one. And, and, you know, think about that and an eight-year-old self, like go back to, to where you were at when you were eight years old, that can be a heavy thing. And, and I think this is where there's these pivotal moments. We all have these pivotal moments in life that can either completely derail us or that can help us. So for me at such a young age, I was like, you know, I don't ever want to be in a circumstance where, you know, somebody else's choices affect my well-being or my future family's well-being or, you know, make me feel like I'm not enough or, or anything like that. So that's part of what's driven me to be where I am today and to make the choice that it doesn't matter what I come from. It doesn't matter where you come from. What matters is what you do with it. What's what's in front of you. So, you know, fast forward now after working with, you know, our company, our advisors have worked with, you know, wonder, wonderful, wonderful people, people who've accumulated uh, great wealth, who've made major impact in this world and done some really great things, but people still tend to maybe let others' opinions influence them in negative ways. Um, they might be f- uh, fearful of being judged for making certain decisions. And there's still this constant reeling of, will I have enough? Am I enough? Will this be enough? And so I think that's where some of this framing comes around is you have to make this conscious choice that life happens for you and not to you. So regardless of where you're at in your life, what is in front of you? And don't get me wrong. There are some heavy things that happen in this world. So I'm not saying just run through life with rose colored glasses on, but it's interesting because from the outside looking in, you might think somebody has it all together, has the whole world at their fingertips, but we all get stuck in this kind of conundrum of, well, what will so-and-so think? Or how will that be perceived? Or am I good enough? I'm not as smart as this person. I'm not as talented as this person. Well, yeah, they can live this life, but I can't. And I think that's where we need to start with this framing of, you know, it's, it's what you decide to do with your life and you are capable and you are smart and you are just as good as the next person. We just have to get out of our own way. Yeah, that is so true. And it's, it's something that, um, people trip up over all the time and it's not just, um, worrying about what other people think or just our own limiting beliefs. It's also our limiting, um, and memorized emotions in the sense yes. of our story that we play over and over. And we wonder, well, why, you know, I want this thing or I want to live this way, but golly, I guess I just, I'm not worthy enough or whatever. I just can never get there. And it's because they, they are, it's that limiting belief, but it's also going back to those emotions of, of, of not being good enough. So therefore it takes them into that, um, uh, the action steps of not being a good, good enough, right? Mm-hmm. They're not doing what they need to do. And so I, I think in terms of, okay, someone listening is like, yeah, okay, great, Brittany, you're working with all these people that have money and you're helping them with their wealth. And that's great. But what about, what about me? Like, mm-hmm. what about someone that doesn't really think they, they have uh, finances enough to even invest or, you know, let's talk about that person for just one moment, because I don't want them to tune out because I know that you have something for them as well. Yeah. I I love that you took this, um, down this path too. So the one thing I will say is we have a commitment. So at sweet financial, regardless of how much money you have, what your current position is, if, if we get on the phone with somebody, we are going to add value to their lives. So this is something that kind of trickles from leadership down where we're like, regardless of, of what you're doing 
add impact to people's lives, whether it's in your professional life, in your personal life. So if you're sitting here and you're kind of wondering, how are you going to make ends meet? Or you're just in that position where you don't feel like you are financially comfortable. You know, there's so much that you can do to start kind of changing the trajectory of your life. And this is where, you know, Wendy, you and I have had conversations around this. And I think it's so important for people to think about how are you spending your time, your energy, your attention, your money. Okay. And I think those things all have a lot of like intermingling when you boil it down. So for example, um, let's take somebody, let's, let's kind of play on this like champion versus human brain, because I think it's so fascinating. And I got to give credit to, to Dr. Jeff Spencer, because he absolutely coined the phrase, but I think it could be applied in so many different ways. So if you're thinking about the champion brain, instead of maybe trying to look for the best deal that you can get uh, on some proverbial item that you, it is ridiculous. And I'll just pick on myself for a minute here. I absolutely fell prey to a great Instagram ad and it was this handheld blender thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can blend my shakes on the go. This is genius. I got it. And it did nothing. Oh no. <laughs> like it couldn't have chopped ice if it tried. <laughs> so I was like, kudos to their marketing team. Uh-huh. However, that's a little frustrating. So we all fall prey to kind of these deals or these gimmicks, um, gimmicks mm-hmm. the things, the stuff that we think we need around us to make our lives better. Like this handheld blender that I had to have that's living in the human mind right? That's like our natural inclination to kind of fall prey to some of those things. Mm -hmm. The champion mind, those are the people that are investing in themselves because where's your greatest return going to lie? And and I have to be careful with how I use that term, but (laughs) your greatest return, when you're thinking about a return on investment is investing into you, into your wellness, into your health, into, you know, greater opportunities for your future. I could go through so many different stories of people who started out early in their lives and they paid a coach on a whim. Uh, They paid for some course to extend their learning. Uh, They they made a decision to, you know what? I know I I don't feel like I can make ends meet right now, but I'm going to tuck away just a little bit of money every month. I'm going to try this and just see what happens. It's those people that have the compounding effect over time that realize greater possibility in their life. So again, if you're sitting here and you don't feel like you're at that point where you're like, I'm, I haven't accumulated the wealth that I want. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of maybe stuck in a rut. Choosing yourself first is hands down going to be the thing that can help you get the greatest momentum for your own life. And surround yourself with people who've done it and people who've done it. Preach it. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. No, you're absolutely right, Brittany. And I always talk about how, you know, we we can't love our neighbor unless we have loved ourselves first, right? Um, we have to be healthy, whole, and complete so that we can have the energy and the stamina and all of that to help our neighbor. And so it's just a flip of the script. And it's and and I and I talk about it often, but for some reason that human mind uh, wants to stay stuck in the the other flip of that script. Yeah. And and it's good to help and care for others. My goodness, please. Uh, continue to do so. But how are you going to do that if you're not able to? And that means physically, that means 
you know, financially, because we, we want to be able to, to tie the bigger and give more and all that. But if you're not even being a good steward to your, your, your finances, how are you going to do that? If you're not being a good steward to your body, how are you going to have the energy to go and help and, and do what you need to do as well? So it, it does go hand in hand. And mm-hmm. um, I just think of, of people that have um, unfortunately chosen the route of, I guess I'll just kind of crawl under a rock and eat a worm kind of a, that's the mindset, the mentality yeah. in, in a way it's like the victim mind, mindset. Right. Yeah. And so, um, do you come across people that are kind of in that victimhood place and what do you say to them in order to bring them out of that and for them to really understand their true identity in Christ, but also mm-hmm. their, their worth and, um, and, and have them dig deeper into their true. Why, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you do with them? So I love this. And and to give a little bit of background, um, yes, my primary role, you know, for the last how many years has been in the wealth management space, but I've also had the great, great pleasure of coaching individuals too. Um, you know, a lot of it has been centered on business owners, but I get to interact with team members and people from every walk of life. And it's so cool. So, so here's the thing. And, and Wendy, you touched on this a little bit ago, and I want to pull this back out because I think it'll, it'll back into the answer of, of what you just asked. So, you know, when we think about stories from our lives and a lot of times when people are stuck in the victim mindset or stuck in a negative mindset, it's because of the stories they're telling themselves from their own lives. I had a gut punch moment a few years ago, um, listening to somebody speak about how, you know, are the stories from your life truly serving you or are they um, furthering your fire? And in a negative way, right? Because fire can mm-hmm. be really good in some capacities and not so good in others. So uh, I'll, again, I'll use myself as the example here. You know, years ago, I had a really tumultuous relationship with a close family member. And, you know, for a while I had the narrative in my head about how hurt I was and how sad and how, you know, detrimental it had been and what I'd been through and all of these things. And I actually, I was at a conference and I heard this talk about reshaping stories and and them serving you. And I thought, oh my gosh, like I need to look at the good that came from that person. And it doesn't mean that their behaviors or their actions were okay. It just means that you're finding the, the grace in your heart and you're finding the silver lining on how that can serve you going into the future. So for me, I was looking at it and I'll, I'll just share that it was my father. Um, so I had it's a forgiveness some, piece. Yes, the forgiveness yes. piece. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing though, because this is where I think people get caught. And I don't want to, I won't squirrel too bad, I promise. But I think it starts with forgiving yourself for your part in that role. Girl, you are preaching my stuff. This is so good. Yes. <laughs> and you know, for me, it's like, I knew that I had some component in that failed relationship I had to forgive that part of it. I had to forgive myself for the feelings I was having and the thoughts that I'd had. And then in turn, forgive and give him grace, knowing that, you know what, maybe that was the best that he could do. And so good. Yep. And that's okay. So I think it's in order for us to really get out of the negative mindset and to be able to, you know, help with generations going forward to really be an example of living into the positive and embracing possibility versus being stuck in negativity. We really have to look at what are the stories we're telling ourselves from our own lives and is it doing anything to move us forward or is it just making us mad again? 
Are we just mad? Are we stuck? Are we feeling like the victim? Are we feeling frustrated? We have to start telling the stories different. So I think that's so important. Yes, Brittany. Yes, it is. And I also think that um, I posted just the other day on Instagram about how uh, when we realize that our, our story is God's story, then it helps us, uh, I guess, get rid of the ego behind our story because yes. it's his story and mm-hmm. then living out our days differently with a different set of lenses, you know? Um, so anyway, I, I think that's so cool. So how do you um, really help people understand, first of all, and and realize what their dream, their quote unquote dream is. And I, I want to share a quick story. I mentioned this before we got on the call, but um, I just heard this through um, a friend of mine and she was t- telling a story about this little 12 year old that, um, uh, wrote out his dream because that was his assignment from his teacher, write out his dream and draw a picture with it. He went to turn it in and she gave him an F. And so she said, go home, fix it, be more specific, you know, have a bigger dream kind of thing. And so he took it home and he's like, no, this is my dream. So he took it back and he said, I don't care if I get an F, this is my dream. And this is a, a, a true story. I probably kind of botched it a little bit, but basically this gentleman now is a millionaire and has that framed, that story and that picture on his wall of when he was 12 years old. So he was able to fulfill that dream. How do you help people, first of all, know that what their dream is? Because sometimes people are just stuck and don't even know, I don't know what I want out of life. And then how do you help people maybe dream bigger or understand that what their dream is, is, is absolutely right on spot on and, and go get them. Yeah. So I love this question. Number one, <laughs> um, we actually, my, the founder of sweet financial and I, uh, were business partners in a few different, different opportunities, different ventures. We created a whole podcast on this topic. It's the dream architect life podcast. And we do not talk anything financial on it. I mean, there might be a couple little tiny tips here and there, but strictly it's all about pursuing what you want in your life. Mm-hmm. and pursuing possibility. And sometimes people just need to be given the opportunity to speak to their dreams. Yes. So I will tell you, I mean, our advisors will be in front of clients and we have a whole process that we go through to help kind of peel back the layers and uncover what's really important to them. And I can't tell you how many times they've said, okay, so tell me something that you know would be really meaningful or impactful if you were able to accomplish it in this lifetime. So many people sit back and have the deer in the headlights look like, I don't even know where to begin. I thought we were going to talk about my money. What are we doing? (laughs) So what we found is that a lot of times it's all about having somebody or even asking yourself kind of these pre-qualifying questions, I'll call them. So, you know, thinking back to when we were kids and I have three little ones at home, you know, my son on a good day, he's like, I want to be an elephant when I'm older. And my daughter's like, (laughs) right. I'm like, well, whatever, buddy, you do you, (laughs) but my daughter will be like, I'm going to be a princess or I'm going to be an actress or I'm going to be whatever a YouTube star or whatever it is now that they think. But when they're little like that, we're constantly telling them like, wow, that's amazing. Cool. What else? As adults, we have a way of shutting each other down. It's really important when you think about dreaming big and leaning into your future, let's just completely strip away any preconceived notions, any limitations, and just ask yourself the question, if I could only accomplish one more thing in my lifetime, one thing, that's it. What would that be and why? And it's amazing when you start answering that for yourself, 
without thinking about what anybody else might think or whatever limitations you might feel are imposed on you right now, it's amazing at how quickly you get to the core of what your true value system is. And I think that's where people just don't give themselves the space to really think about what dreaming big means to them. And to give, I want to give a little context here that there's some people that we've interacted with that'll be like, I want to travel the world. Here's my top three places. I'm going to create a big foundation and it's going to change this game or this space. I mean, there's people that come in and they know exactly what that means. For other people, they come in and say, you know what? I have been caught in the hustle and bustle of life for so long. You know what I want to do? I want to have weekly fishing dates with my grandkids. That's what I want to do. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to have some crazy over the moon goal of being the first person to walk on Jupiter. I don't even think that's a thing, but (laughs) (laughs) you get my point. (laughs) Well, it it maybe will be. some, Some 12 year old kid is already, you know, dreaming that up. So we won't give him an F on that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's, it's giving yourself the permission to dream like you did when you were a kid to, and I think this is the most important component to surrounding yourself with people who will support you in that. And I think that is one of the biggest issues we see is the lack of community that people have when it comes to supporting them in whatever they're trying to do. So this can be applied to, you know, your general health journey. It can be applied to wealth, how you spend your time, your money, your energy. It can be tied to your purpose. I mean, it can go so many layers deep. There's the the saying of, you know, you're the product of the five people that you spend the most time with. If you start doing an inventory in your life and you're like, oh boy, I don't know that I want some of those characteristics of the people that I'm really letting into my life on a consistent basis, it's time to change the game a little bit. Yeah, no, that's so good, Brittany. And especially in this day and time when a lot of times, maybe the top five people you're hanging out with, you're not even hanging out with them. They're on social media. You're just spending time with them there and you think you know them and you think you know who they are and their core values and you have no idea. And it's starting to, uh, you know, kind of rub off, rub off on you. So that is really, um, something to, to look at for sure. So good. Now you, um, have a passion for women and so Mm. do I, um, helping them, um, you know, get really a different mindset or or, and handle around their, their health and their well, or not their health. That's me, but you too, (laughs) but with their wealth, uh, you know, how it all connects together, but it's really like, um, you know, tell us where that comes from, maybe because of what you saw with your mother when Mm -hmm. you were young. Um, but how is that, playing out right now with sweet financial and and what are you doing there to to help women overcome their limiting beliefs around uh their their money situation and and also help them see their their possible um uh, help them pursue possibility because i love that for starters yes i would say my own story has definitely shaped my desire to help women and i think that you know there's so much to be said that women are powerful beings man yes, we, we are. are come on now we are built <laughs> for some crazy cool stuff so <laughs> you know i think it's helping women lean into that power and feeling like you know they have the capability they they are able to make decisions around you know their their finances their life their their biggest goals their biggest dreams it's all encompassing 
So there's a couple other uh, key shaping things that happened and, and caused us to really focus on women here at Sweet Financial. So number one, we had a client, um, married couple. Um, they had been married for, gosh, I think it was like over 30 years and he was killed tragically in an accident. Mm-hmm. And she she didn't even know how to balance her checkbook. She was just of the mindset that he handled everything. He handles the money. I don't need to. Right. So on top of having to grieve over the loss of her husband, She's now having to make massive decisions around their money, around their finances, their wealth plan, and she's just blindsided. So you couple the the grief with massive decisions on top of the decisions you already have to make when something like that happens. We were like, whoa, we want to be a resource so that women can say, I am so glad I had you versus I wish I would have known. That is so good, Brittany. Real quick, just to interrupt. Um, so um, thanks for sharing that story. But I would imagine also in this day and age, you, you unfortunately, uh, that there's a lot of divorce rate is high, right? So maybe it's even in that situation as well. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And we, the way that we talk about this, and we have different events um, under this women forward kind of um, call it niche of our business or community of women. We talk a lot about how there are really, really big transitions in life, like really heavy ones. And that can be, um, you know, widowhood, it can be divorce. Uh, it can be, uh, you know, sudden inheritance where you have loss of your parents. Um, it can be retirement illness. illness. Yes. So the whole mindset, and I think this is where, you know, when you start thinking about wealth as it relates to health and all these different things, you know, being prepared and being proactive so that when those times come, because they will, like there's, there's no avoiding it. Those things will happen. Making sure you have the right resources, the right knowledge and the right people in your corner to be able to help you when those times come and to get you as prepared as possible. So that's where I think like what you do, Wendy, is so beautiful because you're focused on the preventative. You're focused on the holistic approach to the mind, the body, the spirit, everything. And I think that's what's so powerful about what you do. And it's really kind of the same of what we're doing at Sweet Financial, especially with our Women Forward group. Uh, The second thing that we see, and this spills over a lot, is that women, uh, let's just say it this way, we would have a couple. And we noticed that in the meetings, in the reviews, either the the female, the spouse would not come because <laughs> they're like, oh, I don't really need to know. I, I don't really, yeah. I, I feel kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, or they would come and not say much. And for us, we're like, we want your feedback. We want to hear where you're at with this. What are your questions? There is never a dumb question ever. Uh, you know, the, the, the only, there was just major roadblocks, I guess you could say major roadblocks for how people were engaging or how women were engaging. So what we did is we created a safe space. We started hosting different events. Uh, now we do a blend of both live and online where we're just basically like, Hey, we're going to talk on this particular topic today. Come, bring your girlfriends, grab a glass of wine. Uh, And we really just wanted to help educate and empower women when it came to their financial lives. And the cool thing is that it has spilled over. And now we're seeing and bringing in, like, Wendy, you're going to speak to our group. I'm excited. Um, (laughs) It's going to be so fun. And it's bringing in topics of health and longevity and wellness, uh, circling back with purpose, talking about legacy and legacy more than just an estate plan. Um, Legacy as far as, you know, what do you want your life to be about? And how can you participate in your legacy right now? It's a total shift in thinking. 
And then obviously experiences too. I mean, those are things that, you know, the the kind of five buckets when you come across the board are really what people are looking to fill. I love that, Brittany. And I just love um, your heart behind all of this and Brian's as well. Mm -hmm. And um, just what you guys are doing, because again, I think part of it is just education. A lot of people don't really think uh, in terms of their, their money management this way. Um, But, but it's about living their life. What you just said, like right now, like I think too often I would think most people are like, okay, well, when I hit retirement, then I will X, Y, Z. I know you have a couple stories there. Would you be willing to share one? Um, and this is the importance of, of living life now. Yeah. And, and Wendy, if, if you're thinking of a specific direction, you want me to take this, just guide me, but yeah, no, you're doing good. <laughs> yeah. Here, here, here's what I would say. You know, there are, it's not worth the wait, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, people spend so much of their time. And actually this was a theme at the conference I was at last week. It was talking about the one size. Okay. Mm-hmm. Once I do this, once wow. I get to here, once I accomplish this, the bottom line is, is that we don't know if today is our last day, if tomorrow's our last day, or if we have another 50, 60, 70, 80 years on this planet. Mm-hmm. It, it's so important to just lean into what is possible right now and to not waste your time thinking about, well, I want to get to this in the future down the road. Um, this is actually something that you know, Brian and I, Brian, the founder, we, we talk about a lot in helping people understand that nothing is guaranteed, that today is the day that you should be leaning on those positive relationships, make small changes in your life to help you get to where it is you want to be. I am a firm believer. And I think this is a generational thing too, because you have, um, let's just talk like really quickly, the baby boomers. Okay. That generation was brought up to you go to work, you work hard, you spend your day, you get to 65 and then you retire. Now you have this shift in some of these up and coming Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z generations where we see people actually hungry for this. They want to live their life right now. They don't want to wait And I think that there's a misconception where you feel like you're not deserving or um, not leaning into all that's possible there. So I just encourage you take one small step towards your future, one tiny little change. Maybe it's in your health and your habits there. Maybe it's in your wealth and your habits there. Making those tiny little changes is what really adds up to massive change down the road. Um, there's a book, Darren Hardy has the compound effect. I yes. read it probably six times over. <laughs> That's a great one. It's just got such a simplified viewpoint mm-hmm. on how those tiny changes make massive difference. So I highly recommend that. Yep. It's that conquer and layer approach. You know, um, I love that, you know, as you're talking, you're, you're definitely talking f- future and uh, future focused and yet still being right now present and living right now. So there, there is that, that balance of it, but I think so often people aren't living right now. They are, they are trying to, uh, they just wait, they're wanting to wait it out and then they're going to live. So I I think there's also, you mentioned, you know, just how the baby boomers kind of are wired to think versus some of the millennials and, and 
Gen Z and all that. Um, yeah. I, I don't even, what am I? I don't even know what I am. Anyway, I get confused. I'm terrible I'm like, too. I'm like, I think I float <laughs> somewhere between the Gen Y and millennial, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, but they are, are wanting to live more now. And I think the baby boomers are like, well, what are you doing? Like they don't understand it. And there's even like conflict and dialogue, I would imagine um, with that. Yes. And you know, it's interesting too, because, um, it, it is, it's definitely interesting because as you see kind of like that multi-generational component too, I mean, there's a whole, whole businesses that have been put into play to literally just help with the lines of communication really? lines of community. Oh yeah. When it comes like, to I don't know like that. wealth transfer, especially oh, there's sure. whole platforms and people out there that specialize in just helping open the lines of communication, um, which I think is so interesting too. The psychology because- of all that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating, but, and and here's the caveat too, because I think there is, you got to be careful a little bit because you get some people who lean too hard into the, you know, YOLO, you only live once and (laughs) then they end up making poor decisions, um, things that don't support your future. So I will say, I, I have to be conscious of this. I am very much a future thinker where I'm constantly like my husband, I drive him crazy because we'll like finish a project at our house. Like we're working on this never ending remodel, but we'll finish one thing. And I'm already like 10 steps ahead to the next. And he's like, can you just appreciate the fact (laughs) that we wrapped up this one thing before you're jumping ahead? So it's a conscious effort for me. And I think it helps to be able to actually teach it because you're forcing yourself into the moment and really helping you be present. Yeah. That's Um, honest. Yeah. And so I I love that you're pointing out about the whole, like being in the here and now, but also being in the future. I have to reel myself back in physically, uh, restrain myself from going too far into the future. So I think there's a happy blend. I think there's a happy medium. Definitely. Definitely. Well, um, what, I guess what would be the next steps for someone to work with you or even learn more about you? I know you've written a few books and, um, because I, I think again, the average person hasn't really even considered Oh yeah, maybe I'll I'll go to a, a you know a financial advisor to uh, unpack my dreams a little bit more, you know. And um, yeah. so, what would you say to them? What would be like an, an assessment? Maybe they could take, or do you have? I don't even know if you have that. Do you have an assessment to see if they're a good fit? We are actually going through the process right now of a complete revamp on our website. So we do have some cool stuff coming. Um, cool. Sweetfinancial.com. Sweetfinancial.com. Okay. Yes. So you can find on there right now, if you want to go to mysweetfinancial.com, uh, it's our retirement readiness center. And I know that word can kind of scare people off sometimes retirement, but it's really filled with life planning tools. Mm. So whether you are at retirement or you are just trying to think about your future and changes you maybe need to make or different practices you need to put in place, it's completely free and it's chock full of awesome resources. Uh, there's some videos in there to help kind of explain each tool and you can take it and you can kind of start working on your life, working on, you know, the changes you want to make the areas you want to enhance and make even better and, you know, pursue your own version of possibility. I love that. And that's at mysweetfinancial.com. Is that what you said? Yep. That's the resource center. Um, and yeah, because of, you know, we've got so many cool different ventures coming into play right now, but that's really the hub of, uh, some of the resources and things that, uh, that you can access right now. 
Perfect. I love that. Thank you so much because I really do want um, my audience to understand that yes, their health is their true wealth, but also to unpack um, are they really living to their fullest potential and how they can manage their money better so that they can start living now and taking action steps and investing in their health and investing in their, you know, whatever it is and not wait till they're retired and maybe. Uh, in a place of dis-ease or whatever. It's it's in that preventative um, way and having that champion mindset. So I am so grateful for you, Brittany. You guys are doing a great work and I love your heart with women as well. And uh, just honored to know you. Thank you for being on Visibly Fit. And uh, yeah, those of you listening, uh, we hope you will pass on this episode of Visibly Fit to those that you know and to check out sweetfinancial.com or go to mysweetfinancial.com. But that will be in the show notes as well. So bless you, Brittany. And And um, we'll catch you another time, maybe on another episode. Awesome. Thanks so much, Wendy. Take care. All right. And uh, those of of you listening, thanks for tuning in with us. We love spending this time with you. And we will catch you next time on Visibly Fit. If you want to learn more about your health, go to getvisiblyfit.com. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing, not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week in our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day.